Welcome to the Goalies Compass Podcast. Just as a compass helps you find true north, this show will help you find your path on your goaltending adventure. My name is Jennifer DeJesus. I'll be your host and cartographer. I'm very grateful and excited to have you along for this journey. Greetings, everyone. This is part two of How to Speak Goalie. Part one included things like box control, killing plays, and the shooter's illusion. If you missed it, no worries. Head on over to expeditiongoaltending.com and find episode number 24. The order doesn't matter, so feel free to listen to part two now and then follow up with part one. We left off talking about skating techniques, so the next logical progression is talking about moving into and around your posts. Post integrations, also called post loads, are ways of moving your body against the post in such a fashion to prevent the puck from squeaking in. There are many ways to do this. Practice multiple kinds and see what works for you and feels comfortable. You might even find that you prefer a different strategy on each post. Stand up. Once upon a time, almost all goalies played a style called stand up, where they made nearly all their saves upright on their skates. Sounds crazy, I know. Back in the day, goalies would stand with their bodies snuggled up against the post to keep pucks out. Whenever you see silly non-goalies on the internet assisting that goalies should just stand up on sharp angle shots, this is what they're looking for. Next up is the overlap. This is another post integration used while standing where the goalie stays in their stance, just like they would if the puck was in the middle of the slot. They're positioning themselves so the skate closest to the post, I'll call it the outside skate, is outside the goalpost. It's overlapped the goalpost. It's awkward to drop into a butterfly when your skate is pushed against the goalpost. You'll either end up pushing yourself away from the goalpost or half your body will butterfly and the other half won't and it looks awkward. So by taking a slight step beyond the post, you can play the shot from your normal stance. If the rebound hops to the middle, you can recover to it just like any other shot. I like this option for sharp angle shots from a distance, like out by the boards. VH. VH means vertical horizontal to describe the positioning of your leg pads. The near leg pad, the one next to the post, is vertical, sealing the post. The other pad is horizontal, sealing the goal line. The idea here is that we're taking away all the space along the post, we're taking away all the space on the goal line, and on the glove side, you would have your glove up above the vertical pad. And then on the blocker side, you'd actually probably have your blocker outside the post. This was the standard for a hot second, but it's difficult to get in and out of that position. If you did make a save like that, it was really tough to control the rebound or get to the rebound. And you have absolutely no leverage in that position. If anyone bumped into you, there's no way you would stay on the post. The solution to the VH is the RVH. It's also known as SMS in Sweden, where it was invented. RVH stands for Reverse Vertical Horizontal, also known as the reverse. Using this technique, we'll put your pad closest to the post, down on the ice, and your other pad is about at a 45 degree angle along the goal line. Goalies have a few different ways to seal the post. Some of them prefer to have their skate on the post itself, the blade on the metal post, 
This provides a strong push to exit the position, but it leaves a gap under the blade that the puck can sneak through. Others like to seal the post with a toe box, which is just the part of the pad that's right above your toes. This gives you a good seal so that the puck doesn't come through, but it's a little bit more difficult to push off the post and exit the RVH position. Still other goalies, notably Tuka Rask, are comfortable sealing the post with the boot scoop of their pads. That's the crease on the top of the pad where the shin meets your foot. If goalie pads were sneakers, the boot scoop is where the laces would be. I'm not a huge fan of using the boot scoop, because for just a moment before you seal the post, your pad is below the goal line. If you're a little late getting to your post, even if you get your pad on the puck, you're going to kick it into your own net. Also, when I play, we use the chunky metal pegs from 1975 that never stay in place, so I'd be knocking the nut off all day long if I tried to seal the post with my boot scoop. No matter how you seal the post in an RVH, it's not an easy position to get in and out of but it provides some advantages the VH doesn't have. It's a more active posture, allowing far more mobility of the arms and hands, as well as the back skate can dig into the ice and anchor your body against the post. If other players bump into you, it's much easier to stand your ground. There are some limitations though. Even seasoned pros, skilled at the maneuver, leave a gap between their torso and their hands. A puck fired in the right spot can take advantage of that gap and drop into the net. Okay, that does it for post integrations. Now on to statistics. The goals against average, or GAA, is the stat most people think of when they think of goalie stats. It measures how many goals you allow per game. If you play four games and allow a total of six goals, your goals against average would be 1.5. That's pretty good. Things get a little nutty when the goalie gives up a few too many and gets pulled. If you give up four goals in the first and get pulled, your goals against average soars to 12. That's because the calculation is based on minutes played. The lesson here is don't give up a bunch of goals and get pulled. You're welcome. Save percentage. Save percentage is probably the easiest calculation. How many shots did you see and how many shots did you stop? It wouldn't feel great to give up five goals, but if you did it on 50 shots, you'd still have like a 90% save percentage. In today's NHL, a good save percentage is around 925 or 935. Currently, as the date of recording, Jack Campbell of the Maple Leafs leads the league with a 939. Way to go, Jack. Expected goals against. Okay, good news. We're almost done with math. But there's one more stat I want to talk about. Expected goals against. Goals against average and save percentage treat all shots the same. Let's go back to the example of allowing five goals on 50 shots. The goalie for the blue team faces 50 shots, but all those shots were dump-ins from the red line. Whew, not great. The goalie from the green team also faces 50 shots and allows five goals. Those shots were made up of breakaways, backdoor plays, and power play one-timers. Wow, stopping 90% of those chances would be a minor miracle. Despite the exact same stats, we know the green goalie put in a better performance. The aim of expected goals against is to take shot location and quality into account. Each shot is given a value based on how dangerous it is, how likely it is to result in a goal. In essence, 
the more difficult chances you face during a game, the higher the expected goals number will be. It's the fancy math version of, wow, Mary played so well today. Without her, it would have been 10 to 1. After the game, you compare the expected goals number to the actual goals you allowed. If the actual is less than expected, you had a great game. Evaluating goaltenders and performance will always be tricky business. Is a breakaway in the first period the same as in the final minute of the third? Advanced stats is an area I don't know much about yet. But I do know there's lots of smart folks out there that are looking at our game and trying to devise better ways to measure it. I'd love to learn more about fancy stats for goalies. So if you know a stat I missed, please let me know. We're coming into the home stretch of your language lesson, and I've got a few fun ones. Seeing eye shot. These shots seem to know exactly where to go to squeak into the net. They could be those shots to the torso and the RVH, that wrist shot to the blue line that misses the mass of humanity in front and somehow gets into the net. A jammer. This is old school. It's another way of saying a two-pad stack. It's a maneuver where the goalie slides their legs out to the side, stacking one on top of the other to make a wall of goalie pad. In today's efficient recoveries and butterfly slides, you don't see the two-pad stack all that often, but when you do, it's a thing of beauty. Kick save and a butte. I say this a lot because it makes me smile. It's exactly what it sounds like. It's a beautiful kick save. I like to say this on the ice when my goalies make a stop of any kind, even if it's not a kick save. Left-handed larceny. Every once in a while, you'll hear left-handed larceny from a broadcast. It's like kick save and a butte, but for a great glove save. I know some goalies out there play full right, so their left hand is actually their blocker hand. But don't limit yourself. There's no reason a fantastic blocker save can't be left-handed larceny. Whew. There you have it. You are now fluent in goalie. Which ones are your favorite? What did I miss? I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as I enjoyed making it, which was a lot. If you like the show, please let me know on Twitter and Instagram, at ExpeditionGoal1. Give it a follow so you always know when a new show goes live. It's also a great place to ask questions. Keep an eye out for posts asking about topics you want to know more about. Two great ways to support the Goalies Compass is to follow the show and leave a review. I believe Spotify is adding a review feature, so keep an eye out for that, and when you have a chance, give the show some stars. Also, tell all your friends! If you're a goalie, if you know a goalie, if you parent a goalie, odds are you know someone who may benefit from the show. Please tell them to listen to the Goalies Compass podcast on their next trip to the rink. Make sure you visit expeditiongoaltending.com. That's the place to find all the episodes of this show. Like episode 12, where I talk about more ways to control the game from your crease. Or episode number 22, where I share tips for how to make saves through traffic. Do you have comments or questions? I'd love to hear from you. Send your emails to expeditiongoaltending at gmail.com. Until we meet again, may the road rise up to meet you, and may the wind be always at your back. <laughs>